Hello, everyone, and welcome to the world of Vox Machina. Yes, we are returning back. Back to the world of Vox Machina for our second to last one of these for season one. We, we've got six more episodes left, which means we've broken them up into groups of three, like they were released, which was unbeknownst to me when I started this. But, of course, you're wondering probably who's talking. Well, you got me, John Shepard Zinger. Yes, I'm stealing a Mass Effect name. Oh, my gosh. It's role-playing. And you have me, Silver Tongue Ellie. Ooh, referencing the show, I like it. And you got me, Hughes at Coltrane, the barbarian who will crack you over the head with his saxabeam. I.E. Berg. I, you, you missed the opportunity <laughs> for Bergbarian. Oh my god, that's a great character name. Brand new character class that only I can be. Perfect. Well, what would the stats be for that? Um... All maxed out in everything. <laughs> Perfect. Every role doesn't, and I have this special ability, this innate ability, where every role you add plus whatever it would be to make it a nat twenty. Perfect. Perfect. Also, we are joined <laughs> by. Hello, bringing in some Call of Cthulhu names today. As I played my first Call of Cthulhu game yesterday, you're joined by Evie O'Connell, savvy librarian, not at all the character from the Mummy. <laughs> nice, nice. Call of Cthulhu. Um, we have that, don't we, Ali? No. I thought we did. We have the other one that people uh, mix it up with. The art. The hold. Or... The hold music of Cthulhu. The no, it's um, it's the uh, Arkham Horror. Yes. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds like it because we ran an Arkham game last night. Yeah, that's Batman. No, it's, I know. It's, oh, I know. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was like, because we literally had to go to the Arkham Sanitarium, and I go, <laughs> not the Arkham Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into discussing the world of Vox Machina, I have to ask because there are two things that have come out recently that have put the world astir. So, asking the room. Has anyone here either A, seen Prey on Hulu, not sponsored, or Sandman on Netflix, also not sponsored? Kyra, I have not seen either. Kyra, you are the guest. I have have seen neither. Uh, However, my favorite book authors, James S.A. Corey, tweeted yesterday that the Sandman is the adaptation that that uh, story deserved. So we are watching it today. Ah, very good, very good. Uh, Eric, you said that you have swung in a miss for both of those. At the I have not seen both. Although the other day, uh, our, our buddy Toby Von Doom was talking about how much he loved Prey and said it was fantastic. So, uh, and I do want to see Sandman. So I, I both are in my watching future. So I think I need to watch Prey because I have heard from a lot of people like very positive things, and I'm like a positive predator movie. Is it the right. 1980s? <laughs> Um, yeah, I was about to say there, there, there's very few and far, but it's a great concept, but it's executed horribly most of the time. And as for Sandman, I like it. Not finished with it. I had other stuff I had to do, but I liked it. I liked it they didn't so both far. just come out? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they both came out on okay. Friday. That's what I was like. It's like days, yeah. one person's in one camp, one's in another. Like, I haven't seen anyone that's gone. I've seen both, but I've definitely seen a lot of stuff on prey and a lot of stuff on sandman so uh and as ellie pointed out uh she's very confused about the reviews of it because they have gone from <laughs> swinging swimmingly positive oh, yeah. to ultra negative yeah i um Which, i haven't seen I like either that. um but i you know just from me talking on this podcast i don't really sway too much into reviewers i make my own opinion but i was just intrigued how different like it, it is definitely a fifty-fifty. They either love it or they hate it, kind of thing. And since, I, go ahead, Eric. I was gonna say I love when a movie or a TV show or I- anything really has kind of like the very opposite ends of the spectrum because it just kind of makes you think, wow, there, there, this could be me for me or not. It's not overwhelmingly like, oh, everyone loves this, and then you go and you're like, eh, maybe not, or everyone hates it, and you're like, why? I thought it was pretty good. I like when it's a nice mix like that because then you can just kind of pop in and make your own opinion makes me even more excited to see it i would say something but i do not want to taint 
Kyra's viewing of it with my own opinions of it. So I will oh, save for those for later. Because can... No, taint away. It's fine. I, I really don't want to hear it. <laughs> she, she has... Listen to Ellie on this one. I was, I was about to say, because she has been hearing it. So it will just be on in recorded form and she can't respond with her normal profanity <laughs> of it. Um, is it the perfect adaptation? No, but is it good? Yes. Is it... Neil Gaiman does... Alright, by the way, if there's a bingo game for saying this, it is... Justin mentions Neil Gaiman chug an entire bottle, which means you do that every time. And now I'm going to cookie run because I'm going to be bored. Neil Gaiman does an amazing job of creating worlds. Worlds that characters and stuff exist in, and this does a phenomenal job of creating that world... I understand why some people might not like it, but it is an amazing world that was fantastic to see brought to life. Is it the perfect is it the perfect version I wanted? No. Is it the closest thing I'm gonna get? Yes. Am I upset about that? No, because I mean my imagination's my own thing, so unless I'm doing it myself, I won't ever be happy with it truly. But anyway, so I guess that's my early review of Sandman. Perfect. Dead silence. All right, let's get to talking. <laughs> let's get to talking about something everybody's watched. Legend of Vox Machina, episode oh, seven. to watch that? Uh-oh. Crap. Episode seven, eight, and nine. But before we get into that, one of our party members that did not join us on our last adventure, but has returned. So she was afflicted. I, I had to go find the Everlight. Yes, and I actually used that reference when you were not here the last time, <laughs> so perfect. Ellie, you have the floor for a minute to get us up oh. to speed since you have to tell us about your adventures in episodes four, five, and six. Oh, well, um... And thoughts. Well, just 30 seconds, I guess. Um, I liked one, two, and three, and seven, eight, nine better. Oh, so you thought that the six? So uh, it, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like the show overall. Of course, so far it's been fantastic, and um, I will admit that I <laughs> watched um, one through. Well, let's see. I got to seven last night. I watched eight and nine this morning, um, but I watched the first seven episodes with um, our fifteen-year-old, and she absolutely was like loving it so i thought that was hilarious it's strange when i walked by it just seems like she had her face in her phone no so. she was she made comments she won't say it around you because she doesn't want you to have the satisfaction that she likes something that you watch mm. yes yes but um no she she really liked it too so it was kind of fun to to she's like where did you find this this is so cool and wow and then i tried to tell her it was actually based off you know i was going over that with her and um She's like, this is so cool. Um, I always think that she would do really well if we ever played D&D. Well, and you know her favorite character from Stranger Things the last season is Eddie, who was oh. the big D&D guy. So I just, I think she's secretly a closet D&D person, and she just doesn't <laughs> want to admit it. Well, we've got plenty of material she ever wants to, <laughs> yes. to, to, to roll the dice as one would. Yes, but um, no, I, I mean, it was fun. It moved the story along. We got to kind of dive more into um, some backstories and stuff. But I'm definitely excited to hear everyone's opinions and talk about 7, 8, and 9. So on that note, we ended up the, the, the cliffhanger for for our last one was that Percy's sister is alive. Yes. <sighs> Thank you. Um is is that she's alive. And like like I said, when we originally started doing these, I did not was not aware that they were originally broken up into groups of three episodes. And that's how we decided saying this to do these was as three episodes. And I think it was you, Kyra, that pointed out that they were done in groups of three when they were originally being released. Yes, that is correct. So thank you for that. And like I said, do, do I want to take my own and 
and you know rub my fingers on my chest and be like god oh, genius how i came up with doing them in groups of three yes i will i Wait, will take please don't give people images of you rubbing your fingers across your chest no 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 <laughs> yeah i'm just imagining the south park no, that's what i was thinking oh that's right. too bad yeah. oh. I, I came up with this yes. i figured out the pattern <laughs> um, if your shirt has the velcro we got it we got a, a jump ship right now no. no, it doesn't. I'm, I'm, I was like, do I have Velcro near me so I can at least do the sound uh, effect? I mean, there's probably Velcro <laughs> in this room. I, but... I, not, not close enough that I can grab at hand. All right. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we are left with that cliffhanger as we move into episode seven, eight, nine. <clears throat> so who wants to do the summary for episode seven? Ellie? Eric? I say we leave it to our guests. Yeah, Kyra. Fine, fine. All right. So that's easy enough. I I have my notes in front of me. So thank thank you. Uh, Episode seven. We start with a flashback where we get to be familiarized with Professor Anders, professor to I guess in home tutor to Percy and Cassandra, voiced by the amazing Stephen Root. Root. And then we cut back to. The present where they're trying to essentially crash into uh, Whitestone to rescue Cassandra. And during that, you know, this is really a Scanlan. I would say Scanlan is the center of this episode as Scanlan offers to be the distraction to help the legend or help the party, Vox Machina, rescue Cassandra. And it's a good insight into him. And we also learn a little bit more about Percy, how he began his journey as a gunslinger, and am I missing anything else? I don't think so. I think that was a very high-level overview. <laughs> uh, I was about to say that that, that is pretty accurate to have it, because this is the setup episode to the next two, which are yeah. pretty balls-to-the-wall crazy with a Love lot of stuff. It. yes. Um, right. It's great. I, I like Scanlan going off by himself on this little adventure, so that's great. Um, I also enjoyed the origins of the Pepper Box and everything yeah, with that. Yeah, that was fun. And the... Came to him in a revenge-fueled dream. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and everyone kind of going, wait a second, who was speaking to you? <laughs> kind of like that, that that hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But before we get too deep into this, I believe we're missing a thing that we've done in the past. Who was your favorite character through these three episodes? Kyra, I'm going to go with you. Oh, favorite one. Oh, I, I just really love... I love Grog. I think for this arc, though, I would say... But I really liked Pike. I liked her journey. Yes, uh, we, we do get a lot from her, so definitely a good choice and a triumphant return, but we will get to that soon. Eric, favorite character from this 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 three-episode part? Are you going to continue uh, with what you picked before or pick something well, new? I was having a hard time because I, I kept that in mind when I was watching these three episodes, and I'm like, I have a hard time because everyone got some nice moments of badassery, and I'm like, oh, I really love this character this time around. No, I love this character. I love this character. So I mean, really just, I, it, this sounds like the, the, the cheap out answer, but I mean, just all of Vox Machina in general, I just thought as a, as a group, they all had moments of shining, which I absolutely loved, but I will give a special shout out to professor Anders as the non Vox Machina character. I like because Steven root, he's amazing in everything he does. So uh, any, any chance to hear his lovely voice is, is always exciting. And I think he did a great job. Uh, as the silver-tongued Professor Anders. All right, Ellie. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Pike too for this this three. Um, if we were doing it per episode, um, I love Scallon. Um, Scallon. Scallon so much, but um, I did like her. I liked her story and her journey, and um, I'm a sucker for a healer. So, yeah. I definitely would say that. I, I like. I really did like her struggle, and um, well, we'll go into detail in that episode. But I liked. I really liked her struggle between who she thinks she should be and who she can be, and and all that. So I thought that was cool. All right. As for me, 
I, I'm pretty sure I picked him before, but I'm going to go with him again for this one. Um, i got to go with Scanlan. Yeah. His, his little side adventure and just the level of crap that gets beaten out of him in this <laughs> is, like, it's so comically good. And he's such, like, a like wants to prove himself to this group that he's more than just a annoying character to them. So it, it's 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 a great thing. I like I said Pike has her moments. Okay. Every everyone has their moments. But I'm like I feel like Scanlan for me, like every time we got to cut to him, it was going to be something amazing, especially when he was trying all the different oh, the potions. Yes, which we will get to. We'll get yes. to that. We'll get to that. That was fun. The uh, the gnomes really brought it these three episodes. Yeah, I, you know what? Yep. If if we're going to go with the race that really brought it these three episodes, it is the gnomes, but I do have a favorite moment I want to point out later that was really cool for its one moment to shine and then it immediately diminished away. So we will get to that soon. So going over um this them them breaking in, entering the house and everything. Wait, yeah, that is in this episode. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, we we got a. I, he he didn't say it though, but we got another grog rage moment, which that was phenomenal. I'm just throwing it out there. I I I, I loved uh, Vex. It's Vex, right? Vox. God, I hate <laughs> the these names. The, 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 the twin, which twin? Guy twin, girl guy, twin. Guy, guy twin, where he's trying to Vex. Like, Vex. I did say it right. Where he's trying, he's like, we need to examine the door for traps. And then Grog just loses it, kicks in the door. And then gets lit up with arrows. And just goes into a rage. He, he didn't say the, um, what, what is it? Let, 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 let me rage. I know our one word. I would like to rage. rage. He doesn't say that, but we, he obviously goes into one and just starts tearing through everybody. As they uh, break in to try to get to Professor, I mean, break in to Professor Anders' house. After, of course, Scanlan successfully distracts them using the potions and everything. So, on that note, favorite Scanlan move from this episode. Oh, God. I'm throwing some stuff out there for this one. Hmm. Ellie's thinking hard, so I'm going to stay on her first and give the give everyone else an opportunity. Oh, okay. Well, um, I... I have it between two, so I'm trying to pick. Um, I mean, I have to say, I guess the um, the dick move. Oh, what Sh- shooting the lightning out of the dick? Yes, I really did like the burping fire, but uh, I-, I think I'm gonna go with that All light right. light dick. I-, I think that's for the next episode, but I will allow it. Oh, okay. All right, Kyra. I, th- I think dick lightning would be better, but anyways, Kyra. <laughs> I-, I just gotta say dick. Oh, favorite, favorite, specifically just Scanlan? Favorite Scanlan move from him infiltrating the, um, causing the distraction, I guess, since it kind of bridges two episodes. Uh, I, I guess the one thing that kept popping to my mind, but it really wasn't the distraction. It was just when he crashed the D&D game, because that was my favorite moment in this entire episode. (laughs) But that doesn't, I would just say him going through the potions for me was just funny because that's. It gave me some good uh, Emperor's New Groove vibes, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you don't know what it is, and you have to use it to your advantage, so I'd say that, which is, I don't want to say that's a, my cop-out answer, but that's the one that's popping to my mind when you ask the question. All right, Eric. I, I Yeah, I, I'd say it's a tie either between the, the Kamehame or the... Um... I like when he drinks the potion specifically and turns into the the uh, triceratops. <laughs> no, he sings the cool. spell. And, uh, that's right. Yeah, he sings the spell. That's yeah, right. That's, that's right. From a I forgot. He's that's, that's that's the one where he sings it. Yes, yes. that was cool. That was cool. Yes. Because that's a payoff to a joke that's been floating around for a little bit of what does right. this do? And he goes, "I've never sang it." And now that is my favorite moment too. But we have to turn to our resident critical role expert. How did that, do you remember how that worked it? Because I'm like, because he says I have to sing it. Was it something where he investigated it? Like, how'd that work in the actual game, if you remember? So I never watched campaign one, aside from clips on Twitch and YouTube. But uh, some, 
I'll say not, I won't answer your question immediately. I'll say the Dick Lightning is definitely a reference to him in the opening sequence uh, for, for Critical Role. They would actually, they dressed as their characters and Sam Regal was dressed as a, as a bard and he emitted lightning from his crotchal region for lack of a better way to say it. So there's that one. But for most bardic things, they have to sing a song and I think that's, I'll, I'll just be that very big blanket statement with that. So there is about like a one to two hour video of all of Sam's songs as Scanlan mm. on YouTube somewhere. And the thing is, he had to write brand new songs for this show because all of his songs were parodies or plays oh. on songs of pop culture songs. So that was one of my favorite things about him when I've seen episodes. So that that's my long-winded answer to your very short question. <laughs> oh, no, it was just something I was wondering because I know it's been something he's been messing with periodically through so i'm like oh that's either a payoff for the show or that's something that was in the campaign and finally like he did an investigation role or something and it was like maybe you should try singing it so i i didn't know i just wanted to ask if that was something you knew but i does anyone have anything else on episode seven before we move on to the next because like i said that the, the next two episodes are nice you know this this episode's the build up, and the next two are like the roller coaster with all the loop de loops and spins and everything. Uh, I have two more notes on my end. I'll say this was a great foreshadowing episode for Percy's stuff. I don't want to spoil it because it definitely plays out in the last three episodes, which we haven't covered yet. And the anecdote about Percy and his dream, they actually shortened that for the show. So I wanted to point that out before we moved on because. Mm. In the show, it just looks like, oh, he got on a boat, he was eating, you know, garbage, and then, oh, he had a dream. But in the campaign, he actually was apprenticing at a, oh my gosh, the, at a blacksmith. And then that's how he was able to get access to those tools to create a gun. I hmm. wondered about that. I was like, yeah. he was living on the streets and suddenly he had access to like a, a blacksmith uh, place. I was like, how did that happen? I thought so that I was thank odd you too. For that little bit of uh, filling. And... All right. So but before we move on, you, you've Kyrie brought up a very good point. Ellie, what's going on with that gun and Percy? Oh, are you talking about the names on it? No, no, no. Just what are your thoughts on that in general? Because sadly, the other three of us know the answer to this question. Oh. Because Eric's watched beyond where we're at. Kyra's, of course, knows the answer, and I've watched beyond where we're at. So you are the only one who has followed the rules. <laughs> so That's just because I don't have time <laughs> to, to venture off into other stuff right now. Um I mean, what are you asking exactly, though? What do you think's going on with Perk? Like, what is the whole Dr. Mass? That, like, what's going on with him in your in your estimation? Oh, um, I mean, I feel like he's, he's sold himself somewhat to gain those powers. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with the, with the whole, you know, the names on it and they disappear as the people die. Um, but I, I feel like he's, he's promised something to someone or some, like something's been promised or sold to, to have these, these gifts that he has. Okay. I don't think he just came upon them. And it, it, you know, with the dream thing, somebody planted, I mean, somebody assisted in that or some like, I don't think he just came to that by the will of force. I, I think... Someone is using him as well for something, but I don't know quite what. But I am a sucker for the Doctor Mask type thing. I love that when it shows up in different different shows, which there's been several I've watched that it is. But I always think it's so cool and creepy, and I love it. All right. I may, just... may I? Oh, go, go, apologies. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say the one really amazing thing about D&D &D as a whole is the power of your dungeon master or game master, depending on what uh, system you're playing, how they can take someone's backstory and make it so much better. Because Talos and Jaffe's backstory for Percy was literally, he had a dream 
and he created a gun and Matt Mercer went with it to make it even better. And that's, I'm not trying to spoil it at all, but I just, you know, the, the smoke, the, the crazy things going around the gun with the names, like that's all taking someone's backstory and making it so much better. That's cool. I like yeah. it. I, I, I like it when, when a character has more than just me, me hit thing with, with thing and do damage. It's very, like, this style and the look of it is very similar to um, the one character in My Hero. Um, can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he, he uses that. Oh, 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 I know who you're talking yeah. about. Overhaul. Yeah. yeah. It's cool looking, so. You just like the Plague Doctor mask. I do. I love it. It's I'm a sucker for it, so. Yes. Um, as somebody who's read too much on the Plague a while back, audiobook too much on the Plague a while back, those actually were vaguely beneficial to people but not for the reasons they thought they were if that makes any sense <laughs> like they were beneficial in other ways so um also normally the the long nose part of it was filled with flowers and others fresh herbs flowers. yes to to because they thought a bad scent of decay and stuff was what spread mm. disease so the fresh smells would not spread the disease also, just just bathe regularly. That's also a good thing to advise people <laughs> on during that time. But apparently, that didn't work. Anyways, back to back to the world of Vox Machina. We move on to episode eight, a, a silver tongue. Ah, this episode. Yes, this episode. So, I, I'm gonna go around the room real quick, and I know the answer. I think three out of the, I mean, two out of the four of us. What got you into into this world? Like, what made you want to watch more or get into this? Eric, I'm going to start with you. Gosh, uh, I mean, I think it was the mix of actually, like, a really good indie slash fantasy story with the mix of modern uh, humor and dialogue. All right. Ellie? I was told to watch it. That was the answer I was expecting from Eric. Say, that's actually the original reason I actually started watching. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just get this image of me just being like, "You guys are gonna watch this." Yes. Which actually does happen 90 percent of the time on Cygnus. And um, I mean, I'm thankful. So yeah, I'm not complaining. You got? Have you ever been led astray? <laughs> no, we have not watched Transformers 1986. Oh, Three weeks in a row. Oh God. Uh, Kyra. Yes. I, I'm pretty sure I know your your answer to why you got into this. So go ahead. Oh, uh, I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. I actually got into Critical Role because I was trying to find people who played it professionally to get better at playing and fell down the hole. And here I am. All right. Uh, so my reveal, my reveal is... The fight that we're about to get into, the the fight between Professor Anders and Vox Machina, was spoiled for me because this is what I saw that made me go, what is this show <laughs> and how can I see more of it? It was like a supercut of just that fight. And I, I had no clue what any of the context was. I was just watching it and was like, this looks awesome. And the exact moment I went, I want more is, if I may... There was a vague reference weeks ago on Zygnus to people getting their le the lower part of their jaw torn off because we were talking about uh, de de Despicable, Debible, the, 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 the boys animated thing. Oh, yeah. where, where, where me and Eric made a mention of what is their obsession with tearing off the lower part of jaws in, in Amazon shows because... Anders gets to the lower part of it. And the second I saw the lower part of the jaw get torn off, I was like, oh my god, I need to see more. This is gruesome, awesome, and I love <laughs> it. So I, I ruined this fight because I knew it was coming eventually, watching mm. the show. But I ruined it, and it was worth it because it led me to, what is Vox Machina? I want to see more of this. And um, I I gotta say, in, in gruesome fashion, I think the worst thing... Like, having an arm broken is one thing, but having the entire lower part of your jaw... Oh, God. Yeah. Like, just that. <laughs> I, I know I'm jumping to the end of this fight, but we'll go back. Oh, my gosh. It was so, like, just gruesomely amazing. And then see. watching them all scramble around trying to catch the, the tongue. tongue. Yeah. I was like, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, 
going back now to the beginning. Sorry, I, I wanted to take that because I was like, that's what got me instantly into what is this show? I need to see more of this immediately. So, um, Professor Anders, of course, slits Cassandra's neck. Uh, Keyleth comes to try to heal and save her while the rest of, um, while most of us Machina try to fight him off, of course, um, we don't have Scanlan because he's off on his own adventure, but we have all of them fighting Anders during this time as he is able to use his silver tongue to uh, animate suits of armor to fight them as control well. Control people. Yes, as well as control people uh, such as Grog and then everybody against Percy uh, in an effort. Like, he just toys with them for the longest time and... It, I get in 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 the end it's his undoing but uh thoughts on this fight or anything that that you took away from this fight aside from just it being awesome uh Kyra I'm going to start with you on this one so a, a, any thoughts on the Anders fight or the Anders as a character Oh uh yeah hold on I'm pulling up my notes so overall thoughts my notes were I love this battle i put nice shot with the pepper box yeah. that was just my one thing uh overall i i enjoyed this battle i love uh, i'm a sucker for when a player character fails a saving throw and that they are possessed it's just fun for me as a dungeon master getting to tell my players hey you're now your friends they're you think they're, they're they're your enemies now so you gotta you gotta go beat them up so it's cool to see that get portrayed on screen i liked this is such a random thing, too, but during that battle, I loved Grog trying to log his damage when he was hitting things. Like, this should be an 11! <laughs> and then he's hitting it, and I'm like, that is such a... Like, the D&D &D nerd in me was just enjoying that. But I thought, you know, as the battle holistically, I thought it was wonderful, because we got to see different flavors, for lack of a better way to say it, from each of their specific subclasses and their... Oh my gosh, I just blanked... Uh, Races? Not race. Oh. No, not their race. The, the, what do you, like, what monk, cleric, druid, that oh. class? Yeah, class? class. Class, right? Oh, gosh. I, yeah, class. That one. It was really cool seeing all of that. Like, we got to see Keyleth Wild Shape. We got to yeah. see, you know, Grog fail his save. We got to see Vex's awesome ranger subclass coming out. And then, you know, Percy gets that last satisfying gunslinger. I was going to make a gun noise, but, you know, and, you know, bye-bye, jaw. Oh. <laughs> so, it was, it was very, it was very satisfying. Ellie? Uh, I mean, like I said, I, it, it was great, and I loved them scrambling for the tongue. Um, I liked that it took him a few minutes, and he was like, well, why would I control one when I can control the whole team? So... Mm. I liked that they did that because a lot of times um, when you see shows yeah, and there's a whole group of, of people there, they only control one, which is crazy. So I liked that they actually did that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely a very, very fun ride. I loved it. All right. Eric. I Again, going to the battle, I mean, I think it's just the, I mean, it was the, the majority of the episode and it was very cool. I loved definitely got that feeling i mean i i'm i think i'm the least D, D experienced person here but in the little bit i have played plus just thinking about rpgs i played like video games i it, they, i think they did a good job of making a like i can think of the the games i played before where you do have the healer at one point trying to heal a character who's been you know knocked down to zero mm -hmm. hp meanwhile you're trying to defend them but you're also trying to like attack and your attacks aren't working so you're kind of trial and erroring figuring out how like against the um against the suits of armor like you know nothing was working and they kind of figured out finally the weak point but then you have the second phase of the battle where then anders is taking control of characters and they're starting to attack percy and i mean that's like the, that's like a confusion stat in a lot of jrpgs where they can attack your other party members so it reminded me a lot of that but it wasn't just like hey let's go through the menu and pick moves and stuff like that like it was it was adding some character and personality to that so i just thought it was really great having kind of a, a two-phase battle um and then of course the i liked uh percy buying just enough time to get that that angle where he could bounce the bullet around to to knock the uh 
the the silver jaw, the silver tongue, and the jaw off of uh, Professor Anders. So I thought it was just great. It was it was very exciting, and I remember the first time I watched this episode specifically it brought back that feeling of just like i was on the edge of my seat the entire time i mean they did not let up and the the battle choreography was just animated beautifully so Mm -hmm. very enjoyable great episode great battle great fight uh we still got more to go technically with i know right (laughs) um no i mean i i I like this this was uh this was a great episode definitely a great thing for percy i while Ellie has a has a love for the uh, Plague Doctor mask, I have a love for... Okay, I'm going to get my anatomy wrong here. It's not your iris, but it's the white area around your eye when that's black. Oh. Like, when it's done. Yeah. Like, because Percy's eyes cha- have that thing where they change. Yeah. That character design is something I always find cool to where it's like a black... Like not your eyes completely black, but where your white part of your eyes black yeah. instead. It's yeah. just a really sclera. Cool... Thank you. Your sclera is black. It's it's just a really cool design that characters can have and stuff. And it's just it always looks cool when I know going to stuff like um I'm gonna say this randomly um Ruby Naruto and mm. I want to say Fire Force. All have yeah. something to do with the. I, I know in Fire Force for the uh, anime when they use their powers, their eyes glow. Yeah. But a lot of them have like different irises and stuff. Yes, they do. So like that stuff's cool. But yes, the the black. Sorry, what was it again, Eric? Sclera. Sclera. It's, it's just something always cool for me. So to see that happen, and I'm pretty sure it's happened before in the series with him. But it's yeah. just seeing because because you got to see it very bluntly in this like where like whatever's going on with him may have taken over for a moment or given him some help once again that's one for ellie i i also liked his speech to anders about like how how your face was the one i saw when murder entered like it was a great character moment for percy and just oh it was it was good it was real good so uh with that being said they they of course save cassandra and go Go, go to regroup, and of course, one of the names has disappeared off of the barrel. And there was that hint earlier on the, um, when he was talking about the pepper box, where they're like, you only mentioned five names. Well, that's the second name that comes off. No, but... no, 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 no. He, he, when he's describing it earlier, it's pointed wow. out that you only mentioned five names. So, that's interesting to... To, to put to the side there real quick um i i, I really like the whole them them rejoin together and then keyleth who has a lot of great moments she she actually does successfully heal um and then does this giant dorolo crest in the sky to tell everybody hey the dorolos are back you know have hope again and of course the briarwoods go Nah, and summon an <laughs> army of zombies to, to come fight. And during this whole time, we've got Pike trying to reconnect with the Everlight and um, trying to balance between her faith and her friendship, which I'd like because, like, she has this whole moment where she sees the goddess and everything, and the goddess is like, why are you feeling you have to, like, you cut yourself off. I didn't. Like I, I, I like it. It's it's a nice I, I really liked that. It's, yes. It's a nice juxtaposition of what Percy as Percy continues to go down a dark road, she's reconnecting with the light that she felt she that that she felt was cut off to her, but it's just she shut herself off from it. So I like that mm-hmm. that nice duality, if you will, of stories or I, I guess dovetailing would be the technical term, right? Yeah, dovetailing storylines. So, so we get this, and of course, the Briarwoods summon zombies and everything, because why not have zombies? And then we move to the final episode of our three arc that we are doing right now, The Tide of Bone. So... I, sorry, may I just say one thing about the Everlight arc, too? Oh, Is go for it. Right? Please, 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 interrupt wherever you can, because you have more oh, knowledge than any of us do on this Oh, well, this, one, this one was just what I took away from it, and I... I really liked it because you know sometimes i'd say like i'm not 
inherently a religious person, but I like that that I like the message that the Everlight Arc was putting forth, and it was you know just as long as you're walking your path, like whatever your path is, and if you have faith, whatever that faith is, like that's the right path. And so I think that's a great message to anyone who's suffering from, you know, imposter syndrome, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just good to know, like, you know, make your own path, you know, keep whatever you your belief system is, and that's the right way to go. And I really like that they elaborated on it because I don't know if you guys know, but Ashley Johnson was actually commuting from L.A. to New York to shoot Blindspot. So that's why she was out for most of the arcs. And it was cool that she would... Um, you know, have that little journey and they were able to write it in. And when she was able to call in here, here's my segue to episode eight, you know, she would be able to astrally project to join the party, which uh-huh. is what we saw in the next episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, very, very uh, good. Go ahead, I, 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 I agree with that. I do. I do think it's, a, it really spoke to whether you're religious or not. I, I, I agree with that assessment. Like it's, I think it's something that everyone has probably dealt with, you know, self doubt and, um, yeah, you never know if you have to, like, you know, are you doing what your friends do because you want to? Or are you doing it to be right. cool? Or are you doing it because, you know, it genuinely what brings you, you joy? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, I mean, there are times where you self-doubt yourself. I mean, you absolutely can kind of forget who you are or what you're good at. And then sometimes, you know, it, you just, you have that sort of inner inner conversation or that kind of, that conversation with the, the universe or God or whoever you or if you do even talk to any 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 higher being, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, I think a lot of people who see who see that scene can definitely sympathize and, and understand what's going on. Oh, by the way, visually, that 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 the whole Everlight thing is amazingly done. I, I like the whole visuals of it when they go to that and everything that like dimensional whatever it is where the Everlight exists. It's really cool. So, also, Tracy Toms is really nice, and I've met her, so wow. that was kind of cool seeing her being voiced <laughs> in Vox Machina. Cool. So, move on from talking about a ton of positivity and a ton of, you know, good stuff happening in the world to a ton of bad stuff happening in the world with a flashback to Delilah um, making deals with the Whispered One to save <laughs> Silas. Um, so, I, I, I like how we get a backstory on, like them and everything and like kind of vaguely like why they're they're like she goes through all this trouble with him and everything to keep him protected even though i'm like he's a undead vampire like what but he wasn't well i mean now he is and she's still like no i'm I'm gonna keep protecting you and everything she love makes you do stupid things okay or really not stupid things depending on what side of the aisle you're on all right ellie I'm gonna put you on the spot. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the Sophie's choice here. Would you turn me into a to an undead monster to save me? Yeah, and then I'd do the same to myself. Oh, so you're saying that, that she messed up by not doing it to herself too? Well, I mean obviously she did something to herself because she hasn't aged either. <sighs> Does she? Um, I, that, 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 I, I that is an out there question I for anyone who knows the answer. Well, I don't want the answer spoiled, but I'm just saying, obviously, she hasn't aged but either. But who's to say when that, uh, you know, I guess it happened about... I don't about know. They haven't, yeah. 15 years ago, ask? Because that would have been before they took over Whitestone. Right. Well, I, it, I think, you know, it's implied that she's magical of to some degree, so maybe... You know, she made a pact kind of like warlock style. I know she's a necromancer. I don't like now I'm getting way too into D&D, but, you know, she could have multiclassed from warlock into uh, wizard because I, I was actually kind of scrolling through the critical role subreddit last night to help supplement this. And I specifically went into show only. So no other spoilers. And uh, someone said, like, you know, she hears whispers implying she was being directed into the forest. Magical items can call individuals to get their attention, so maybe the book wanted her to find it, but it didn't call to her until she was in a proper state of mind to be useful to something higher than her, to be used as a pawn. So, mm-hmm. definitely speculation, but, um, oh, I don't know, I'm like, I'm trying to toe that line between, wait, no, she actually said the whispered one in this episode, so yeah, that's she, not she a spoiler. Yeah, it, she does. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So yeah, I think like she she answers to him and they have to use the name the whispered one because if you've seen Stranger Things this latest episode, Vecna is the name of that, but they cannot use it for the show. So they're referring to him as the whispered one. Really? Yes. Huh. Uh-huh. What a twist there. Vecna's getting some screen time lately. <laughs> I know. But like, like cuz I I obviously watched Legend of Vox Machina first and then my cousin was watching it then I see Vecna on the screen when she's watching Stranger Things and I'm like, he was just on Critical Role. <laughs> and then I like walk off like, you know, that's me. I, I was about to say that that also sounds like me anytime Ellie's watching something that I've seen before. I'll say some fun fact and then wander off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, by the way, most of the time it's a spoiler for something that I cannot remember if it has or hasn't happened yet. And then I walk off. Though I did restrain myself during Lightyear when you immediately turned around and were like, who is he? Oh, yeah, and I'm I know. like, not well, going to tell you. Well, I mean, usually I, I'm Lightyear. just talking yeah. out loud, <laughs> just not necessarily wanting you to answer me. I'm just asking myself the question. Which is why I avoid her when we do the stuff for the shows most of the time, <laughs> because I want to save those discussions for on air. Um... But she, of course, summons the... And, and by the way, thank you for turning me into a, um undead monster to save me. It's okay. In, in this Eric, would you do it? Would you do that to your love of your life? Would you turn her? Uh, Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I just don't want to really cut myself. I'd try and find a an easier way, I guess. But, I mean, if I had to, I guess I'd give myself a little cut there to do it. <laughs> I was about to say, now to turn around the other way... No, I would not do that for Ellie because giving her that much power <laughs> would be disturbing to would would be the downfall of I would want Western... you to do that. I would think that's awesome. But you you have too much power as it is in this house. I would be terrified if you could spread that from this house to other places. Wow. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um so 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 with the 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 undead rising um, of course, everyone's trying to fight, you know, fight them off and they're converging on the tree, the, 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 sorry, the light tree, not the light tree, the sun tree. There we go. The, the sun tree, everyone's converging on that is like their last place of resistance of, of their, their, their last stand and everything. And of course, Percy before this was getting um talk trying to get him talked into of course standing up and leading and he's like I don't want to but is keeps getting forced into it by his friend Archie who gets cut in half which I mean I didn't expect that to happen but at the same time when it did it was like oh um yeah they also rejoin with um. With Scanlan, who gets bitten, and oh, his arm no. starts to very instantly rot away. Poor thing. And um, and we do get the really cool moment of Percy using that other gun that he built. Yeah. Bad news. That's the name. Yeah, to blow away a a gi giant or a Goliath zombie, and it of course destroys the gun, so it's not able to be used again. Um. So, so we get all these great moments leading up to Vax confessing his love for for uh, Keyleth. <sighs> are you yawning because of the thing I just brought up or yes. are you just tired in general? Yes. I, I love that her response to it is... Yeah, that was the perfect What is response. wrong with you? Yes. This, this isn't the time for that. Yes, that was the perfect response. But I'm like, oh, come on. I I, I, I love that there was about... Like, there, there's that moment where they're looking at each other and it can, she, she, she has a momentary realization of, wait a second. I loved it, personally. As a, as a character thing between the two of them. But... I, it, it's it's the height of the all is lost moment. And then all of a sudden there's lightning or light going through the sky. Yes. Awesome. And then Pike returns. Yay. Yay. With her Everlight, which is, of course, like, oh, also, I, I like the one zombie lower jaw falling off from her returning and everything. <laughs> uh, with her returning, she's able to, um, she's like the, basically the, 
Pokemon equivalent to if these zombies are grass type, she is fire type. <laughs> for 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 a Pokemon wow. reference in there. Okay. I I, I, guess, I guess the easier thing could have been since they're made of darkness, she's made of light. There, you go. there, there. But yeah, with with her returning, she's able to enchant people's weapons, and it's found that nice balance between her faith and her friends and her life. So. Yay for her, but she's also astral projecting too, which means I guess she's vaguely out of harm's way for the most part. Like, but she's of course going to stay for her friends. But it's important to remember that she's physically not there, because that might come up later. Ugh, cough. All right, so we so we get them of course um, finally fighting back and everything, and wanting and going to retake the. Uh, the, oh, also the the Duke guy, the one guy with the gold teeth that we got to see crapping earlier in the episode. I know, I know <laughs> Eric's Eric's favorite moment that he didn't mention. Um, he of course gets gets what gets what comes to him because his fate is left up to the people of Whitestone, and we see that they don't take kindly to him. So so he he gets killed finally. Um, after attempting to murder Scanlan some more, which apparently he just cannot do, uh, I think he's prejudiced against little people. I, I, I think the gnome, I, I think he has out for the gnomes, especially yeah. since Pike was the one that turned the tide on his whole thing. Yeah. Um, they of course break into the, um, Briarwood Castle or Briarwood Manor or whatever it is, and they are going through the secret tunnels in the dungeons, which... A great another Keyleth moment of her being like, "Oh, your castle's really nice," and he's like, "This is the du- oh okay." I, I I I like that her trying to be nice about it, but our cliffhanger for this one, for this for this set of episodes is, uh, they find imprisoned a Doctor Ripley who is somebody who Percy has the name on the gun and instantly goes to try to kill her as smoke goes around him. And we're left. Till next time with the final three episodes. Thoughts and theories, Ellie, because you're the only one that can technically do this. I know I'm probably way off base. Oh, I can't wait. God, this is going to be great. (laughs) I feel like this sister is not all what she cracks up to be i don't know in a perfect world it's probably not gonna happen but if i was writing the campaign i would want the sister to turn against the brother for all the pent-up rage of leaving her behind and so you're saying that she's sight that she's with the briarwoods i yeah i I but they slit her throat i mean how are they gonna know they had a healer with them that could save her just saying. Quickly, no. Anders slit her throat, not the Briarwoods. Uh, yeah, and he was kind of given his own. I I don't know. I I feel like with her being with them for so long, it has tainted her, and we just haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't know. So, like I said, if if it was if I was writing it, um, I would want to have more depth to her and have her not just be like, "Yay, my brother's here. Okay, we're all good." You know what I'm trying to say? I feel like there should be some kind of moment between the two of them and she turns on him and maybe she turns back to him again, but I want to see I want to see that kind of come out. So I don't feel like she's 100% on the team. She's waiting for her moment. Okay. Any other thoughts? Um I'm excited cuz I think that do you, do you have any ships? Do I have any ships? Yeah, relationships you want to you want to throw out there that you think are good um what was the the boy twin again (laughs) vox vex vox ax is the guy vex is the gal vox okay vox and the Uh, shopkeeper you guys keep damn it i don't know Vax, V-A-X, that's the guy. Vax, V-E-X, that's the and, guy. And the shopkeeper is, is, is the one you're, is, is yes. what you're shipping. Yes, is the name of the show. Yes, that's my ship. I want I want the, the the dude and the dude to have a a fromp. All right. A romp. But no, the next, uh, the next three episodes, I'm excited. I feel like 
it's about to hit the fan and it's going to be super i'm just excited i can't wait all right so with the final three episodes, we've got our conclusion to this, which we do know that there is a, another season of this coming at some point. So, yay! Uh, any final thoughts from for this episode from Kyra? Yes. Okay, so let's see. Uh, for D&D enthusiasts, if you're trying to figure out what level the players are at, yes, they're roughly yes, at level yes. 12 right now. What? That seems yes. so low. No, I mean, you go up to level 20, and the Briarwood arc was kind of, like, midway through their season. So, yeah, I mean, it fits. They're roughly level 12. They had a couple six-level spell slots that were used for these oh, okay. battles. Okay, okay, that, okay. That, there's there's where it makes more sense. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Other thing that I loved, if you guys are Game of Thrones watchers, Ved, uh, Vedmire is voiced by Rory McCann, the Hound, so his burn scar was very mm. hound reminiscent so i loved that and uh my other note was just grog being when pike says astral projection and grog says your ass what (laughs) that that made me laugh and clearly i have the humor of some 12 year old so that's why i that's that's all i had here but uh, i mentioned vecna excited to see anna ripley and was also sad to see Archie die, but mm. when you have an, someone as cool as Dom Monaghan, you can only probably get him for a couple episodes versus a whole season, so that makes sense. I, 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 I like it. Um, Eric, any final thoughts on on this batch of episodes? Um, uh, this episode, the tide, the tide of bone in general. Um, I loved the. Uh... Of course, Pike's astral projection. She was awesome. This was her moment of badassery for sure. Uh, loved that. Uh, I just loved. The, I loved the um, Grog cutting the um, the giant in half, and just like the way they did, the way they framed it, and the way it was it was shot, quote unquote shot, where he's like every hit. It's just he's going down lower and lower and lower. Yes, and he just cuts it in half. I forgot about that. I remember, I remember that sticking out a lot when I first watched the episode, and then I had completely forgotten about it in the what, four months or five months or however long it had been since I watched it. And I was like, yes, that was so cool. So uh, I, and then, and then of course that falling and Vex or uh, Vax is one that he held and he's like, mine fell first. It it reminded me a lot of Lord of the Rings with the whole, uh, where, where Legolas shoots the elephant. Still counts as one. And and, and Gimli's like, that just counts as one. (laughs) Actually, I think my discord thing is still, is it? Still, Gimli in a uh, as a as a it yeah. is yeah. I was about to say because because that, that that came from a meme where it's the Star Destroyer getting destroyed and it still counts as one. It's it's just sorry. It, it's a picture of Gimli, but he's got like a um Rebel pilot helmet on, and he just looks angry, and it's great. I love it. Um, no, okay. I got one more thing, one more fun game I want to play before we're done because due to do, do the pointing out of the spell thing. What was everybody's favorite spell used during this three-episode arc? Kyra, I'm going to let you set the bar here. Because there was a lot of spells used. Oh, I know. I'm... Oh, no. Oh, I'm, you're making my little hamster wheel brain, like, crank into overtime now. Um... Uh, okay, uh, oh, favorite spell? Okay, screw it. I play a necromancer. I like anything Delilah does. That is such a cop-out answer, but I don't care. I love necromancy spells. They're cool. They're fun. Um, they cause issues for everybody, you know, but you know what? It's just outsourcing what you need with <laughs> zombies. So, you know what? That's my answer, and I'm sticking with it. All right, raising the dead spell. Ellie, favorite spell from this uh, three-episode arc? Um, that's impossible to answer. So I'll oh, don't you one. cheap out! No, I'm just saying that's that's kind of that's too hard. Um, but I really did like when Pike um blessed all the weapons of the townsfolk townsfolk for them to be able to have a fighting chance. So I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. I don't like your answer. I, I don't like your answer as in like a tape to just say something, but I'm just going to make an example anyways. Eric, your turn. Actually, Ali just answered mine, so I'm good. 
Uh, my answer is I liked all the spells equally, so I just can't pick one. Is what a is what somebody would say like Ellie? No, I like the fastball <laughs> special with the um, with 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 the man. I mean, with the um, with, with the hand, the fastball special with Grog, him throwing him at the. Oh, uh, yeah. Scanlan's yeah, hand. Yeah, Sc- 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 Scanlan's hand throwing well, Grog. Bixby's I, I, hand in in five E. Yes. But <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, looking, I'm actually looking up necromancy spells now because. I was like, I have to learn the real name. Oh, it's just raised dead. There we go. Simple and easy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's so that was my favorite because that the fastball special is a nice little nod to, um, to comic books with, um, with Wolverine and um, kind of the flip flop though of that because normally it's the small guy getting thrown by the big guy. So I like the little flip flop to that. All right. So we will of course return with the final three episodes of the series soon ish and um we will of course discuss that um i'm sure kyra will have plenty of other interesting little tidbits from Yay. the actual D campaign since we are only novices in this realm of the the world of D, even though there's I'm plenty just, of books and stuff that sit around this house i'm just so excited i can actually share more things because then the series or the season will be done because i have no so i cannot say this until next episode <laughs> so Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, so so and we'll also find out how close Ellie was or if she was off the mark or whatever with her with her predictions, both on relationships and on <laughs> character stuff. The the reason I asked about ships is because there are some relationships that come up later in the campaign, I know from further reading, so I was seeing if you were even hitting close to any of them. Uh fun fact, she was way off. Alright, so um, I guess, Kyra, where can people find more from you? With oh, you. you can find me floating on the internet, not literally, at my personal is at Kyra Seg, S-E-E-G, and you can also see me hosting Stuff I Didn't Write at Stuff I Didn't Write. All right. How are you liking The Simpsons? Oh, it's good. I, I definitely, you know, I'm coming at it as an adult, so it's a little different, but I, thank you, Eric, for showing me six wonderful episodes and I've definitely been watching it since not as much, not with as much vigor as you, but you know, I, I can't, I would be lying to say, I don't think of you every time I start a Simpsons episode. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Perfect. Eric, where can people find more from you? You can actually, you literally can find me floating around the internet. I uh, have photos. <laughs> and I float around the cyber, the cyberspace river. Uh, no, you can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg, which I just never update, but I throw it in every week anyway. Uh, you know what? It, it it comes and goes with you. Every now and then you'll start it's like, updating. It'll be like, here's five posts, and then, hey, like nobody actually reacted to anything, so uh, who cares? And then like I'll get inspired a couple months later, and the cycle repeats itself. All right. You, of course, find Zignus wherever you find great podcasts. But before we go, final thing, Kyra, what you playing or watching this week? Oh, I am playing Path of Exile and the new Mario Kart races and going to be watching the Sandman so I can report back for the next episode of Zengthis. Or possibly a Sandman episode. Oh, yes. Count me in. Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) I got to see if I can convince Ellie to do it. And she's also, everyone has put up with me talking about Neil Gaiman for an entire episode as opposed to periodically. Eric, what are you playing or watching this week? I am playing more Fall Guys and more of the new Mario Kart tracks, and I'm continuing my read-through of The Boys. I just started the final compendium last night, actually. Um, you are tearing through those. I am tearing through it, and I'm very sad because I, I don't want it to end, and then I'll be done with the, 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 the series, and then another almost year until the actual episodes come back, uh, unless they surprise us with some more The Boys present Diabolical, which I, I don't think they will. I would love that. Like, like I said, anthology series or little series like that, I think, are lifeblood to some to some franchises. Yeah. Star Wars needs more of it. Oh, sorry, I had a cough there. Um, <laughs> Ellie, what are you playing or watching this week? Um, I'm playing with my Legos. Mm-hmm. I am on the final building, four of four, for Daganelli. Very excited. And, um, of course, playing some more Disney crossover animal, I mean, crossover cookie run. Ugh. 
And watching, I don't know, does anybody have any recommendations? Sandman. Okay, other than Sandman? Um, granular person? Granular person? Oh my god. Thank you for taking the moment to get that terrible joke. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I I was about to say, um, yeah, if you got any recommendations, hit up Zygnus on Twitter or Instagram. For Ellie, I'm sure there's oh, other I'll stuff. I'll always say it. The Expanse is always good. Yeah, I'll, I'll is, die on that hill. I was going to say, that one is in my list of one day to watch, too. I, myself, I think I will finish out Sandman, and I, I think I'm going to give Prey a try. Like I said, I've, I've uh, never heard this much positivity from this many people about something involving Predator, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested in this, so so that's what we're up to. Uh, Gaming-wise, for me, mm, I think I'm going to go back to God of War. I think I need to return to that world. And everything. But until next time. Oh. Oh, I guess I could play my PlayStation since I got screwed. Uh, <laughs> not sponsored. Uh, apparently, double check your renewal time yes. for your PlayStation Plus because they might automatically renew you for the $120 yes. version for the year. Yes, that's what happened. At one to time. Me. Yep. So. Anyways, uh, PlayStation Plus, not a sponsor, but I mean, we're definitely going to be using a lot of that content. All right, <laughs> till next time, uh, we've been uh, nerdy and we'll be nerdy next week too. That was a terrible outro. Anyways, bye! Bye! the show.